0: Hello, Michael tingsa here. Coming Back Stronger is a special edition podcast series focusing on the way food and drinks businesses are bouncing back as the world slowly starts to reopen from COVID-19. We'll especially be sharing great stories on how progressive leaders are bouncing back from the pandemic by utilizing the power of technology and delivery. By listening into these conversations in the coming period, we'll be able to pick up some great stories, insights, and facts, as well as best practices from industry experts, independent operators, to national chains, who all are setting a new standard for how to operate in the new normal. Visa Mojo and Hospitality Maverick joined forces on this project due to we have a shared belief on how tech plays a massive role in building companies that's good for people, communities and the planet. In this episode, we talked with Joshua Jarvis, the co-founder of WingShack Co., a QSR concept from London. We talked about the pandemic and how it's impacted them and how they quickly transform into delivery and click and collect with great success. Joshua gives some great advice on how to adjust and simplify your menu and focus on kitchen capacity as you're preparing for the new normal. He also talks about the importance of developing a number of new revenue streams while you have the time. There's also some great advice from Joshua on how to keep yourself in the right mindset and energy levels as a business owner in All This Madness. Tune in and enjoy! We are now good way through June. We are approaching the the magical dates of uh, hopefully soon we know where when we're all going to be opening. And uh, for this episode, I have, I would call it a, a very progressive operator with me. And it's uh, Joss from Wing Shack. And Joss has uh, had a bit of a journey through the pandemic like many others. But just you can tell us all about that. But welcome to to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me today. We have discussed a bit about a little bit. We will talk a bit about you know the the, the pandemic, how it affected you. We're also going to talk yep. about how you, you you navigate right now and have you have. Navigated, but for people that don't know what you're all about, can you give them a bit of uh, your maybe your elevator pitch and your background and what you're up to with Wing Shack and uh, how the last couple of years has been before it all unravelled with the pandemic?
1: Yeah, so I'm the I'm the co-founder of uh Wing Shack. We opened our first store in um 2018, January, so the start. And the story of Wing Shack, um, I I. I it was an idea that I had for many years because um, I just loved chicken wings. Um, so yeah, so wing, so but yeah, Wing Shack is a is a is a chicken wing uh, concept. Uh, basically, sell different flavoured chicken wings. So so yeah, so I just I just loved chicken wings. And um, when I was younger, and at the time, I just felt like there wasn't really um, a, a restaurant in in London, especially that that kind of specialized in chicken wings. So I, I just thought it would be a great idea um, to kind of bring that kind of concept into 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 London with you know like where you'd come in and it would be a good vibe as well and with music and stuff like that. So so yeah, and then um, basically that's that's how it kind of started. Um, and then we opened an opportunity came up in Loughton for a store, um, which we took uh, with my business partner, and and we opened that. And then um we yeah, and then uh, September 2019, it was we opened our first delivery kitchen in um, Bethnal Green with food stars, and then shortly after, in uh, February 2020, um, we opened up a, a, another store, which is a pop-up in Clerkenwell on Rosebury Avenue, which would be for a year. Um, and then obviously we opened it, and then a month after we hit Corona, so that's kind of where where we are at the moment. Um, we've got one store in Loughton, we've got a pop up in in uh, Clerkenwell, and we've got a delivery kitchen in Bethnal Green. Sounded like you didn't come directly from the the
0: food industry; you just had a passion about chicken wings. So, so what is what is your your background before getting involved in in restaurants? And and and, and I have to ask the question. There's actually two questions here.
1: Why getting involved with restaurants um so yeah yeah quite quite right um i didn't i didn 't come from uh from a from a hospitality background at all um i've never worked in the kitchen <laughs> I, I couldn't even really cook to be honest um nothing yeah i couldn 't really do anything um but as you said, I just had the passion um for for chicken wings and you know f- i've from an early age i ive 've I've been involved in like sports football and uh, I, I used to run my own sports coaching company. And then, um, then I moved on to doing like fashion, and and uh, so I've, I've I've had my fingers in a few things, really promoting. I used to do club promoting, um. So I've always been involved in like business and 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 running my own projects and stuff like that. And and then yeah, I've always just just been really passionate about things, and and I just had an idea, um, I saw an opportunity, and. And that's how it kind of, that's how I got into into the food industry, really. And 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 like I said to someone before, it's like now now that I am in it, I feel like this is this is of this was this is my lane. Um, so it's like I kind of yeah. So it's 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 been it's been a good it's been a good journey so far.
0: You hit the pandemic, and you hit the pandemic as you just have opened uh, a new new unit. How did you observe all this at the beginning? And what have your journey been the last, uh, what are we, 13, 12, 13 weeks in this now?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, as I said when I I spoke to you before, um, when, when the pandemic first hit, in Loughton, it didn't really affect us. It didn't affect us at all, even up because we, we we stayed open up to the last minute, all, all three sites, until basically uh, Boris said restaurants have got to close. So even when he said don't go to no restaurants, we still stayed open. And to be honest, our Lauten store it was not affected at all. It was still busy. Um, you know the numbers were still high, um, and 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 I think that's mainly because it was. It's our, our target audience for Wingshack is quite, you know, quite young, um, you know, uni, collegey kind of people, and do you know what I mean? So I, I feel like they're kind of, they didn't really listen to, the, to to the advice that was taken, kind of thing. If that if that makes sense about when when Boris said don't go to any Russian. So Loughton, we didn't really f- feel it, but Clerkenwell, um, we 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 obviously did feel it. Um, when Boris said about not to go to restaurants, because obviously that area there's a lot of offices and stuff like that. So as soon as the offices um, stopped going into work, it was it was dead. Like it was it was so quiet. We still had a few people coming in and out, but it it really wasn't busy at all. And then and then um, Bethnal Green, it kind of dipped as well. Like the the sales kind of dipped. I think because people was kind of unsure what was going on. They weren't really ordering deliveries and you know people was panic buying in, in 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 supermarkets and maybe cooking at home to start and so so yeah so and then um and then once Boris obviously did um announce um that all restaurants must close um like we 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 closed straight away and then um and then we 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 literally closed all our sites for about 5 weeks um we didn't do any deliveries at no takeaways and that was mainly because like staff staff reasons, you know, we didn't really want to make our staff come into work, traveling travel on the trains and and stuff like that. So we just made a decision just to close close all 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 three sites and um and yeah, and also supply chain as well. Um our supply chain um wasn't really up and running. Um it was obviously a lot of a lot of suppliers closed down as well and stuff like that. So so yeah, so we, we we closed down for five for five weeks, but basically kinda of like hibernated. And then um three weeks ago, um we we reopened our Lowton store um for delivery and takeaway. So and then next week we're reopening Clerkenwell and then the week after that we'll reopen uh Bethany Green. So so yeah. So so you're back you
0: you you almost back in are you back in full operation or you are you're still you're only doing delivery or takeaway? What is it uh,
1: how how are you No, so it's literally just only delivery and takeaway. Um and we're only operating Thursday to Sunday. So we've, we have we have we've reduced the days that we're operating um to what, four days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um we've reduced the 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 trading hours as well. And, yeah, and it's literally just delivery and takeaway. Um, No customers can come in and and make an order in the shop. It's all done through um, click and collect. So we're not taking no telephone orders, um, no orders over the counter. Um, It's all done through click and collect. And, obviously, deliveries, um, we've got our own delivery platform with uh, Vita Mojo, who also do our click and collect. And we do it with uh, Deliveroo, Uber Eats and Just Eat. So yeah and and it will be the same for, for McCluk and and Bethlehem green
0: and how how, how has that been compared to to normal operation? There's been a lot of numbers thrown around that you know operators are doing really well of it or they're doing really bad. How it's been for you guys how, how has has the the world of uh, you know of uh, delivery treated you guys as as, as the pandemic have on un, unraveled?
1: Yeah uh, I'll be honest the first the first weekend when we opened it was mayhem like it was it was so it was like overwhelmingly busy and you know i think even now, obviously our team had 5 weeks off so obviously they're, they're going to be a little bit rusty um but i think like it's it, it do it, just doing deliveries because it's 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 weird obviously now you have to you have to kind of run it as a delivery kitchen do you know what I mean because obviously you're not serving customers and stuff like that but and I feel like it is a little it is very different to to operate in a, a, a restaurant do you know what I mean so it is you do have to adapt you know um dealing with you know uh delivery drivers coming at certain times and and just little, all all different problems that you wouldn't encounter, obviously, from running a um, from serving people in a restaurant. But in terms of like revenue, it's been good. Like, obviously, it's not as much as as what we'd normally make. But in terms of like profit margins and stuff like that, I definitely feel like it's 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 definitely worth it. I wouldn't say, obviously, it's it's a model that you can it it, it can last forever. Um, but I feel like during a pandemic and during the the circumstances that we're in I feel like it has been worth it do you know what I mean to to just do delivery and takeaways so so I feel like it's it's, it has been good and 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 for us I think we're quite lucky because of the kind of concept that we are we because it's chicken wings and like burgers and fillets and it, it is quite of a a fast food kind of concept anyway so it does fit in well with deliveries and takeaways and so so in that sense i feel like it's, it's treated us well but i guess also just that you
0: already had a bit of a you know a, a head start on delivery so you knew what you were going into this was not like starting from scratch and don't know what you had to do to actually get online and do delivery and so on
1: yeah no 100 percent. i mean as I said, we we opened our uh, delivery kitchen in September two thousand nineteen. So I'm quite grateful for that because it it did give me kind of a head start of, you know how, how the delivery, uh, stuff works because it like I said it is very different to to running uh, a, a restaurant and 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 serving customers. It's it's very different. Um, so, you know, I, we we already knew about, you know, how delivery works. Uh, we were already set up with account managers and, you know, we knew about prep time, how that works and, you know, different menu tips and just all these little things that you wouldn't actually think make a difference, but they do. You know, we, we, we kind of knew about these things already, um, you know, packaging. Um, yeah, so, so all those things, we, we had a head start. Um, I'd say so. So in that sense, you know, I'm very, very grateful for that because, um, yeah, I, I do feel like obviously it did it did help us when, when we did reopen. Even though, like I said, it the first weekend it was it was very very difficult dealing with you know the the the, the volume of orders and delivery drivers and and, and and these things. But but yeah, all in all in all, it's um, yeah quite lucky to have that head start. Even
0: though you had the head start it sounded like you had a bit of learnings on the way what would your what is your main learnings you had as you uh, evolve in the delivery market and and, and it it, it, was, it was a bit different pressure i can understand so definitely a different delivery pressure than you're used to
1: yeah i think definitely definitely the main thing like is definitely the menu like when it comes to when when obviously when you're just doing delivery and, uh, and takeaway you have to strip that menu down like you can't have the same menu that you that you'd have especially if, if i don't know like a lot of people they might have small menus anyway but if you do have quite a few things on your menu uh, when 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 you're running a full a full service when it comes to delivery and takeaway you have to bring that menu down um, you have to try and make it as small as possible just sell your best sellers and and that's it because when you're trying to do a full menu for delivery, it, it just it just won't work. Like I just I just don't see it working. So that's that's one of the, that's I think that's the biggest. Because even even when we opened on the weekend, um, the first weekend, you know, I, I completely stripped the menu down, took away so many things. And even when we opened, the menu was still too big. um But obviously, we only kind of that we could only sort of see that once we was operating. Do you know what I mean? It was like, no, you know what? This we need to take this off because it's just, it's it's just takes up too much time and, and and it's just yeah so so I feel like that's that's the biggest the biggest thing you you have to reduce your menu if you want to have a smooth delivery um, service
0: and uh, is there any other operational challenges you saw within you know the team the the business as you've gone through this that you you didn't expect and you were surprised and you
1: really had to to think out of the box not really because because where it's only been delivery and take, well, uh, actually, um, with with with, with the, um, the the click and collect, obviously that's the first time that this is the first time we've, we've used click and collect. Um, so we had a few challenges with the, with the click and collect platform. Um, you know, like people when when they when they they'd have a certain time, and then obviously the food might not be ready, and then you know customers are waiting, and then it's the build up of customers waiting outside at the front and you know i mean obviously it's meant to be social distancing and 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 so i I feel like that that's been a a big challenge um you know still dealing with customers waiting um yeah i feel i feel like that has been that has been a a big challenge and obviously then you know you got you got the click and collect running and then you got all the different delivery platforms running as well and do you know what i mean it is it is quite it is difficult and that that's why I say you know it's it's so important to just have a small menu because it just makes things so much smoother and you're just able to get the food out quicker and so yeah
0: yeah, and i guess you know it's a, it's it's that thing that you know uh, and I guess there is hours where it really goes really mental, i could imagine around the the peak hours
1: lunch and and dinner time yeah yeah well i mean i mean we we evenings i mean. Between like six and nine, it's just mad. Like it's it's literally it's just mental. Um, and it's just all at once. Do you know what I mean? It's like when obviously when you've when you're when you're when you're running a, a full service, like when, when customers can come in, it, it obviously it can be busy, but there's only a certain amount of people that you can have in the restaurant, do you know what I mean? There's only a amount of people that can sit down. So it's kinda of cat. But when it's like delivery and takeaway, there's no, there's no restrictions. Like it can be as much people at once. So it's like, yeah, it's just, it it can be very hard to do with all the orders all at once. And especially when it hits that peak. So, so leaving the current
0: situation and starting thinking a bit forward in the next coming a week, it looks like we're going to be opening up again, having a guest coming into our restaurants, uh, We'll still have to do social distance, but again, it will bring in a new element of of complexity and and challenge for for the operation model and, and therefore also the, for the business model. How have you uh, how have you and how are you maybe preparing for for doing that?
1: Yeah, um, it's obviously it's quite it's, it is quite difficult um, because obviously. You're 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 trying to find out what the government are kind of kind of suggesting. You know, what date can we actually open? I know obviously they've said the fourth fourth of July now, but is it going to be a two meter rule? Is it going to be a one meter rule? You know, so you you you're trying to try and get as much information from the government, and then as well as trying to plan. But I mean, you know, obviously we're taking um, the normal procedures like with like the um, the sneeze the sneeze screens and and stuff like that on, on, on the counters and obviously we've already implemented the click and collect platform which obviously is is is, is gonna play a major role even when the doors do open. Um, you know, obviously spacing out the tables and stuff like that. Um but I think it's important to kinda of establish whether it's gonna be a two meter rule or one meter rule. So obviously that will have an have an impact on table space and stuff like this. Um obviously for us we, we we don't take table bookings so it it's it's walking walk-ins only. Um so I'm kinda of thinking at the moment, you know, are we gonna need to change the table bookings to start just to reduce the the number of people waiting for a table um outside the outside the shop, inside the shop. because um, when it when it is busy, you know, we do have big groups waiting for tables. Um so it might be a case of that we might need to switch to table bookings just to reduce that. Um, so yeah, so so we are obviously making plans and 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 just each day I think we're just kind of just seeing what what what's going on and just making changes each day and planning and and just try, gearing up to obviously when we can can reopen.
0: As I can hear you saying, you're talking about the click and collect, the digitization of the uh, you know, the restaurant interaction with the customers is actually becoming quite a priority, I can hear. And uh, it sounds like you believe that's going to be a key thing to be able to take you know, orders digital. As people, you know, everybody has different level of uh, need for safety. In this situation, we're in the bottom of the master hierarchy. We just need to feel safe when we go out. I guess that the click and collect can accommodate that. Uh, what do you think the the change is going to be from you know ordering by the till or at the table
1: compared to what it was before uh, when when you say click and collect yeah i think i think you hit the nail on the head you know and i i i feel like the mobile mobile ordering is definitely going to be um a big thing i feel like that it was already heading that way anyway you know especially like like i said i mentioned we 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 do our technology with Vimojo and I I feel like it's going to be heading down that road where you know you can sit at the table and 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 order order your food through your phone um like click and collect pre orders um you know I, I I I I did think kiosks were obviously um big as well um I know a lot of big 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 operators are now putting in kiosks and and, and things like that but that was before the pandemic I don't know how kiosks how they'll kind of work now because I think obviously it's going to involve a lot of people still touching the screens and you know I don't know how people would feel about touching the screen after someone else has touched it I don't know maybe whether there'll be maybe like a wipe you can wipe the screen and and so but I definitely feel like the mobile experience is definitely going to play a big role because it's more personal than the kiosk if that makes sense it's it's only you touching the phone so you can choose what you want what you want to eat and so i do feel like the 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 mobile ordering is going to be um a big part Cause even even down to menus like i don't think like physical menus are going to be a thing anymore in restaurants um so i don't think people are really going to feel safe about touching menus that have been touched by thousands of customers or stuff like that so
0: Super, super interesting thought there because I haven't, I haven't even thought about that yet. But uh, you're right, yeah. You know, anything you can touch, you know, there will be no salt and pepper. There will be no nothing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on the table, uh, what, what is quite interesting we're talking about there. Uh, we had a Rob Kit that has done some things with uh, mobile apps in the US, and apparently, the mobile app, has been much bigger than in the US than Kiosk. actually. Kiosk is now was just before the pandemic really growing in the US and. Over here, it's been the kiosk thing, and probably been driven by McDonald's that has been quite big on kiosk and done some amazing results for that. Well, what do you think? The, the you know, if you you were guessing now, just putting a guess, how how many out of ten people would order on their mobile now as you open the doors? What do you think? In the you know, is it seven out of ten? Is it is it five
1: out of ten? How many? I think maybe like seven out of ten. I'd say I think it would be quite high. I think I think especially in t- if I'm speaking about our customers, I mean, uh, especially now because our customers now they're they're the last few weeks. That's the only way they've been able to order anyway through our click and collect. So I feel like we've kind of educated them. Now, do you know what I mean? Our customers are educated with working at click and collect, how it works, how do you know like th- these things, and so I, I, so I do feel like once we do open the doors, I do feel like you know. So I I do feel like a lot of people will will use it. Um and especially even even table ordering. I feel like when people are sitting down at the table, they'll prefer to order um through their phone and but at, at the same time I feel like some people they're a bit more old old fashioned, you know what I mean? They do like to go up to the counter and ask questions and, you know, ask about allergies and they don't want this in their burger, they don't want this on their wings and so I, I, so I do feel like people will will go to the counter as well.
0: Yeah, and I guess as a, as trust rebuilds and people feel more safe, there will be, you know, a mixture of things. I think that we still we, we go out to engage as well and socialize. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. It's like not everyone really likes the automated kind of experience. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's like when you go into a supermarket. Like, I, I'll be honest, I don't I don't really like using the, self, the self-service checkouts. I prefer to go to a normal checkout and... and, and, and and use that you know so I guess it just depends on on the person really you know some like you said people go out to have that to have that engagement to have that experience so whereas some people they're more techie they're more you know they like to use technology and, and I guess it's I guess it just comes down to how the virus plays out as well people you know they'll start to feel more trust and feel more safe and as time goes on people start to feel more comfortable again so
0: i couldn't agree more it's like it's a it's again you know we i think we are hungering for the the human touch point as well being so because we are deeply down in etiquette code to be social animals um yeah yeah and uh, how many you know i uh, i definitely miss to have sometimes in my favorite coffee shop uh, my
1: coffee for example and that's a very good example yeah yeah Especially, especially 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 since we've been on lockdown for the last three months and we've not really and we're not socialized at all so I feel like when we do come out of lockdown now, people are gonna to want to socialize, socialize at any at any time, at any point, like at given time. Do you know what I mean? So I do feel like, especially after what's happened, people are definitely gonna to want to socialize and engage. And so, and um, as
0: we we go into the new normal, the new paradigm, it's been called many things. Let's uh, talk about recession. There's a there's a Brexit on top of that. There's there's many things. It's like uh, you know, the the perfect I have been talking about the perfect storm the last couple of years on the podcast, but I think this is a, you know, this is a this is like I wouldn't even call it perfect, it's just like the most insane situation ever. It's about, it's like either you're gonna be you're gonna be we talked a bit about before the podcast that either the wave is gonna come and take you or you're gonna be surfing on it but if you were thinking a bit about like an industry and there was already an industry that was heading towards a lot of change and um and uh, it just came very quickly with the pandemic kicking in digitalization is one of them but if you think about what what do you have in your plans and what are you thinking right now to be more robust as you go forward what are you going to be putting in place in the, in the coming months and years to make sure that you keep your businesses at the forefront of things,
1: yeah. Well, I think obviously, with obviously having being forced to close, so literally there's no revenue coming in at all, and and obviously, I think that obviously forces you to to obviously have to ch- adapt and change your business model to look at other ways you can you can create revenue, not just through people, not just at your restaurant. So I do feel like you know the um, Things like meal kits, um, you know, like the DIY home kits and stuff like that. Like they're a big thing now. You know, a lot of a lot of um, restaurants are doing that now. A lot of food brands are, uh, and, and we're 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 in the middle of creating our own. So, so we're definitely going to be going down that road. Also, you know, selling our sauces and stuff like that. Um, I feel like that's obviously you know another good thing. So I feel like yeah, a lot of like direct to consumer stuff, like merchandise and just other ways to create revenue. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like that that's definitely something that we're going to implement into our business model. And then I feel like, yeah, you know, just, just the same as usual, really, like digital marketing, you know, like like just making sure that, you know, your Instagram is, is always just looking the best and, you know, Facebook ads and just making sure your brand is out there, you know. and And so, yeah, I feel like that's, they they they're very important things
0: and how do you think that you know um, the market is looking if you looked in a crystal ball right now i know it's a difficult question i'm looking in maybe 12 to 18 months what is your like prediction that's going to happen because it looks uh, i think a very good friend of mine peter backman said it looks dire and I, I would say it looks very very bad like i'm 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 very very nervous about how the how things is going to evolve the next 3 months myself
1: yeah i i I'll, I'll be honest i'm 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 not as uh i'm a bit more optimistic than that um i sometimes i can be a bit too optimistic um and and too positive so I, I, me personally i don't think obviously i i i, I can only speak for for for, for Wingshot. obviously each brand each operator has their own different difficulties but I I I don't think it would be dire. I think for some for some operators it will be, um, but I definitely feel like people will definitely be more open and definitely make an effort to to shop with like independent brands now. Do you know what I mean? And 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 instead of instead of like big chain um, brands, I definitely I definitely think that I think people obviously understand how you know how hard it has been for independent uh, for all businesses but definitely independent businesses and you know people appreciate how much effort and goes into you know keeping these businesses running and stuff like that so I definitely feel like people are definitely gonna start making more effort to shop independent Um and obviously delivery obviously is going to be I think it's just going to keep on growing and growing and I can just see like you know I see it now already. There's a lot of a lot of brands. They're already kind of starting other concepts now, other food concepts on the side kind of thing. So I definitely feel like that that's definitely going to be where I see it going in like the next eighteen months and stuff like that. I feel like people are going to just maximise their their kitchens um, with with other brands. So I, th- I think and that's something that you know that's something that I'm I'm doing. Um, so I definitely feel like that that's that's definitely going to be something.
0: So that's, that's, interesting. it's that from, uh, uh, you know, uh, we had jazz on, uh, the podcast last week talking about dark kitchens and he said, like, there's a, there's a reality of, uh, having a kitchen, the, the, the renders, the rent and your, know, the staff is the staff. And if you really want to, you know, optimize the dark kitchen model, you need two to three really strong brands that stands out and actually drive,
1: drive the, the matrix. Yeah. Thousand percent, like I, I, I find that out quickly. Like when, when, when I opened a delivery kitchen, um, in Bethnal Green, you know, it just started off as as Wing Shack. Like I just thought, yeah, I'll just put one brand in there, and and that would be it. But like I, I, I quickly found, you know, you you need two, three brands in there at least to to make it work. Like obviously, unless obviously you you're a massive, 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 massive household name. And then that's a different story. But I feel like for independent brands and, you know, startups, you definitely need two, three brands in there. And that challenge even forced me to then, you know, uh, develop um, other food brands, which I now have as well in, in, in the kitchen. So so that, I think it's, it's a thousand percent true. Like to make dark kitchens work, to make kitchens work, you need to have two, three solid brands in there. To maximize, you know, the space and the staff and and yeah, so I, I definitely agree with that, and I, I and I think I think that is the way for us. You know, like I said, I see so many brands now making other other, other food brands. Do you know what I mean? So it's definitely, as I say, it's like a new a new trend. And it's also interesting when you're saying,
0: um, and I actually agree with you that it, it looks from uh, it looks dire for the industry, but there's definitely an opportunity for smaller operators. I've been talking with a couple during the last last three months, and it's uh, it's very clear that some of them are actually using this as an opportunity to streamline their businesses, get ready to come back, and even some of them are picking up sites for peanuts already.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like. There's, there's, there's going to be. Obviously, it's, it's obviously sad because it's, it's not good. You don't want no one to lose their business or anything like that. But there's, there is obviously going to be a lot of casualties from, from this, and, and for others that can be a gain. Do you know what I mean? Like you said, there's a, a lot. Of, there's going to be a lot of sites that are going to be, be up for peanuts. Um, do you know what I mean? So it is a good opportunity to expand and, and yeah, so. Yeah, is that in your plans to expand, or are you a bit uh, observing? No, definitely. You know, as I said, I'm I'm someone who's very optimistic. You know, I I, I dream very big, and and it's it's definitely something that that I'm, I'm I'm looking at. I'm just I'm just you know we've got a few options at the minute that we're that we're looking at. So hopefully we can get something something going and 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 yeah, expand. It's, 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 yeah, you, Josh, because you are a leader
0: of business. That's a tough game. I know that it takes a lot of energy and, and focus. What have you done? Because again, like, you know, anyone I've talked with, this has been, you know, the biggest shock they ever had to their system. How, how have you been dealing with it all? And how have you actually kept yourself? You know, you talk about being positive and optimistic. How do you actually kept yourself up? How do you keep the energy up to do it all?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, as I said, yeah, uh, you know, I've I've tried to remain as positive as possible, um, but at the same time, obviously, it, there is some bad days as well. Um, I, I'd say, like for myself, you know, where 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 I'm just used to being so busy, literally every day, you know, problem solving, having to do this, having to do that, and just literally, yeah, it's just, so, just obviously, where we only have a small team. It's like I'm doing the work. I work. One day I could be working in the kitchen. One day, you know, I'm going to a meeting. One day, um, am going to the suppliers. One day, I'm doing so many different things. And where, where I've been used to that, you know, literally just on the go 24-7, you know, it has been a shock to the system where I've not been able to do that for, like, the last few months. And, you know, and especially when, 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 we, when we closed for, like, five weeks, I mean there wasn't really that much work to do you know all all, all I could really do was just you know observe what's going on in the industry in the news and see what other operators are doing and have conversations with other people and stuff like that so so obviously in that sense obviously I was I I was working but not not to the intensity and to the level that I'm used to and obviously it 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 was a little bit hard because you know you're, you're at home you're bored you're or maybe you're just trying to put pressure on yourself thinking that i need to work i need to do this i need to do that and trying to find things to do but i think it's very important to you know to also focus on yourself and 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 do the basics as well you know it's very important because like like i said you know i don't think we're ever going to have this this sort of time to actually focus on ourselves. um like this because obviously we're so everyone's so used to just being in the fast pace the working and whatever so i think it's very also very important to have some some time to focus on yourself and do the basics you know you know look after your health your eating you know training uh, meditation and you know just yeah catching up with well obviously not going to see friends and family but i mean just connecting with them and on through the phone and things like that and reading and just, yeah so i feel like it's 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 been very important to focus on on on, on yourself as well so what has been the most uh, difficult question for yourself to answer in all this the most difficult obviously when when is it going to end you know like when when is everything going to get back to normal you know i mean there's so much talk about this new normal and you know, but it's 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 just like when when are things are gonna when are, when are things gonna be back to normal. Normal. I think that's the biggest question that I, I've especially been asking myself. You know, it's like each month, each week that just going going past. It's like you're kind of like what you said. You know, when when you're walking through Death Valley kind of thing, and you're just you're just waiting for that wave to come. It's like you're just it's it's like you're just waiting. You're you're constantly, you know, when 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 the, when the uh, when the daily updates come on at five o'clock because like you're waiting by the tv to see what's going on and constantly checking your phone to see if there's any you know any updates any anything being eased and it's like you're literally waiting on dates do you know what i mean oh on the 4th of july restaurants are open on the 15th of june um non-essential shops are open it's like you're literally just waiting on dates constantly so i feel like that's been probably the biggest the biggest question you know when when will things go back to normal because Yes, yeah, I feel, I feel like that's been the biggest, the biggest question.
0: And what do you think is gonna be uh, your biggest challenge as a leader in the uh, in the coming twelve to to, to eighteen months um, from from where you are? And wh- what are you very aware
1: about? Mm, well, I, I definitely think you know, customers they're gonna be more, more um, looking at things like you know, like food quality and and packaging and you know like what is your brand doing to kind of be eco-friendly and stuff like that so i, I definitely feel like that that's going to be um I, I wouldn't say it's a, it's a challenge but it's going to be a constant thing do you know what i mean like you you're definitely going to have to be on top of that now like you know there's going to be no yeah there's gonna, you, you're going to have to keep on top of that in terms of like everything packaging um like hygiene and obviously you, you you need to be on top of that anyway, but I feel like that's gonna be something that is is, is definitely gonna be um something that is gonna be in no shortfall for yeah, and I totally
0: agree there's gonna be a massive uh you know focusing on what you do what you say and do as a as a business in food or not in business, and that comes down to safety food
1: safety quality all of it yeah, i agree yeah yeah i mean what does your brand represent kind of thing as well i feel like that's that's going to be very big
0: so just uh, always in the end of the podcast conversation here i always ask about what are your three advice uh you will give uh, leaders out there and it could be in, in the connection of you know coming back
1: in in a better shape what uh what is your advice well i'd, I'd, I'd definitely say you know taking advantage of um the government funding is definitely one. I mean, you know, in terms of like the grants and the bounce back loans and stuff like that, I feel like they're they you know they're very good opportunities and, and and are the difference between, you know, some brands surviving or or not. And so I feel like definitely taking advantage of those is definitely something like that, that that everyone should be taking advantage of. Um because it, it will it will make a difference. Um a point that I touched on um previously. Obviously, I feel like making uh, adjusting your menu, and I feel like is is definitely a major thing as well. Whether whether it's for delivery, takeaway, and even eating in, because you know realistically we're not going to be to to full capacity for for a while, even when we do reopen. So you know you're going to need to turn the tables over kind of quick. Um, so I feel like having smaller menus obviously help with that. Um, so I definitely, I definitely um, suggest that. And and another point that I touched on, I think you know, I think maximizing your kitchen space is, is is another thing because if you have got the kitchen space there, I mean, if you can put in two or three other brands, then then why not? Do you know, what I mean, it's it's the delivery market is is getting bigger and bigger, and I, I feel like it's, it's it's another good way to to, to generate some revenue and and also in terms of other revenue you know as I said before meal kits uh, packaging your own sources and merchandise and recipe books and I feel like yeah I feel like those are key things that people should be focusing on um, and when it's when yeah when they reopen and, and, and in terms of bouncing back
0: I think it's, it's it's some great advice and very hands on. And I think it that you know, you're absolutely right. There is a, there is a, there is a focusing on fundamental business things and actually utilizing what you mentioned a couple of times, what you already have, and expand that with the sources and so on. And you and and this is the time to experiment as well, because there has never been a better time to experiment because there's no
1: rules in a way. So, and that's what I mean. I feel like if 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 there's a time where you are going to make changes, that, that's another point. I, I, I feel like, you know, this is a time for every business to streamline their business. If you're going to make changes, I don't know, to whatever it is going to be, this is the perfect time to do it because, you know, customers are, are going to be more open and, and more understanding if you're going to make changes. And so I feel like this is a very important time to focus on streamlining your business. This is the perfect time. You're not, you're not going to be given more time ever than this to do it or another time to do it more, more than this so I feel like definitely you, you should be focusing on streamlining your business for when you bounce back 100%
0: thank you so much for for joining us and sharing uh, your stories and, and learnings and also how you see things going to evolve and especially your advice here in the end thank
1: you thanks thanks. for having me
0: I will send you all the power and energy you're going to need to keep things moving and uh Uh, I'm sure that we're going to touch base uh, very
1: soon, but, but stay well out there. Thank you. Thank you. You too. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you so much, Joshua. Great insights into how to optimize your menu and also getting ready for the new normal. Remember to look at those menus before you open the doors. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please give us a like, share it with people you think would benefit from it, rate it, and let us know what you think big thanks to Vitamojo for making this possible. If you would like to know more about Vitamojo, you'll find them on software.vitamojo.com or contact them directly at nickleadle at vitamojo.com. Thanks for listening.